one-stop shop for trailer analysis you never asked for and likely never wanted. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Joe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how's your day going? Any uh, insane fantasy football drama that you have to be dealing with right now? Ah, man, I am all about Seagal September. <laughs> it's September, baby, and that means it's the first of our theme months. It's We're kicking it off with Seagal September. Uh, next month will be all Halloween movies before we get to Nick Cage November, and those are the next few months. We'll fill in the rest as we get in. But we got stuff planned and primed all the way up through March, where we get to Marcini Madness, where we go back and finish Ron Marcini movies. If Our you didn't original li- love. Yes. If this is your first episode and you're diving into Seagal September and you're going, what movies are they doing for Seagal September? Let me run those down for you real quick. Today is Glimmer Man, 1996. We're going to go in order and we're going to grab bits and pieces of Seagal's oeuvre. I guess we'll say I, I don't know if that's word is too smart for this podcast, but too smart for me. <laughs> We're going to add bits of his his uh, his catalog throughout the years. So we got 96's Glimmer Man here, 2001's Ticker, 2007's Flight of Fury, 2019's Beyond the Law, which stars him and DMX. That's right. And Joe, I sent you a text. We are doing the first movie that somebody we knew technically worked on next week. My that's brother right. did one cell worth of work for Ticker. Because his uh one of his best friends is uh he's a, in the movie industry who does stuff he worked for like Skywalker Ranch and stuff. Oh, I was gonna say is he still in the movie industry after that, that bomb? <laughs> <laughs> so um so all right so why don't we go ahead we'll start with Glimmer Man. Um this movie is on um I believe Amazon Prime for the people who want to watch it at home. I think all these movies it's on are YouTube too. It's not, it's not just sitting on YouTube for free. Yep. I think oh so. perfect. I love it. I love how many movies we watch that people are just like, you know what? I could file a copyright infringement for this, but it's really not worth the effort. Honestly, if it's not on YouTube, I feel like we've chosen a, a bad movie. The wrong movie. Hey, look at it. Here it is right here. The Glimmer Man, 1996. Web <laughs> All right. So it is free on YouTube. So, all right. So if this is your first episode, what we do... Before we watch the movies is what this is. It's called a pre-action, and we will start by going over the trailer, uh, kind of break it down, let you folks know what happens in it. And then um, the one of us who has not seen it figures out what happens in the movie from the trailer, or at least tries to. I'm still paying off a debt from the first nine episodes where Joe had not seen any of the Fast and the Furious, and I'd seen all of them. So that will fall to me, or I have to guess what happens in Glimmer Man. But first, Joe... Let's talk the trailer for 1996's uh, Steven Seagal, Keenan Ivory Wayans, just box office sensation, <laughs> The Glimmer Man. Jeff, I have some good news. What's that? There's only one trailer. All right, yes. let's get Spread into up. this. <laughs> uh, so we have our narrator, and he starts off by saying, to those he pursued. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's that classic 90s. It's, it's Dan LaFontaine. That's right. Style voice, if it's not him. To those he pursued. To those he pursued. He was known only as the Glimmer Man. They'd see nothing but shadows, then a glimmer. Then. He's always... I already have a question. (laughs) I already have a question, Joe. Uh Presumably, he kills these people. Yes. It seems like he's an assassin. 
he seems to be like some sort of like wet work guy. How do how do the how is he called the Glimmer Man if the last thing they see is him and he kills them? They have nobody to tell the tale of how they died. Right. Yeah. Are they like scrawling out on a piece of paper or a napkin or something? Before they get shot? <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's a scene where he kills like a like an 80s, like high high powered businessman who has one of those like recording things. And he's like talking and talking like, oh, and then we're going to screw over the poor people and this, that and the other. And he's like, what? OK, just so everybody knows, all I see is shatters, shadows. Wait, a glimmer. Wait. And then he's oh, killed. man. <laughs> glimmer man. Glimmer man. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know what, Joe? Unless this whole movie is somebody... I think I know it. Okay. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> might be that, but I'm going to roll it into my prediction for what happens in this movie. I think okay. I have an idea. Very excited about that. So, um, okay. So he says, uh, they'd see nothing but shadows, then a glimmer. Then... A and man. He <laughs> and then he says, he's always followed his own path and worked alone until now. Uh, so there's a lot of blue lit profile shots of Seagal. It's very like nineties smoky music yeah. video feel almost. If, I really feel like somebody's going to bust into like, uh, some like early nineties Aerosmith. Yeah. Or even like a Tony Braxton video. Oh yeah. It could be a Tony Braxton video too. Yeah. Just a lot of this early nineties, just, yeah. Like smoky, sexy, blue lit, uh, everything blue lit. Yeah. Uh, there are blue lit scenes where he's breaking into an apartment building and breaking mm-hmm. into an apartment, and then fighting guys in the apartment, and then handling rosary beads. Yeah. Well, we we find out they're not rosary beads, but they are religious. There's some beads. sort of Buddhist Buddhist rosary beads. Um, then we get Keenan Ivory Waynes, who appears when the narrator says, until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan then says, uh, Mr. Love Beads, you're going to have to... Sorry. <laughs> it's the next day, by the way. It's It's like... Yeah, it's after this scene, presumably. Uh, Mr. Lovebeads, you're going to have to seek higher enlightenment somewhere else. And he's walking into a police station. Uh, James Brown then screams <laughs> in the background. We get oh, that was, re- that was really a 90s staple, that James yes. Brown scream in trailers. Well, I noticed it. I never thought of it that way, but it was because I immediately went, like I perked up. Like, yeah. I really like that for some reason. It's because <laughs> you saw it so many times as a youth. Yeah. It's a staple where it's like, you know, the two characters, you see kind of like their meeting or like the first time they see each other in the movie. And then it's you get the couple. Yeah. And then you get the yow. And then it kicks yow! right into shenanigans. That's right. Um, except there's not a lot of shenanigans in this movie from what I can tell. Um, so the narrator says they don't see eye to eye. And uh, we get some random cop, and he says, this guy's weird. And then <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a, mobster, a mobster says, drop the guns, and points a gun at both of them. Yeah, they're at some sort of meat. It looks like a meat gone wrong or something. That's right. And Seagal says, I can't fight. <laughs> and then, uh, people are marching around them. Did you notice this? Yeah, they're kind of like slowly encircling them. It's like that cartoon where you see people marching and they're all like the same person doing the same thing. It's well, great. there's like the Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's playing baseball and he's destroying the other team. And it's like a Congo march around the bases. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then Keenan says, this is not the time I want to hear that. And Seagal 
starts beating up everyone around. He's him. like, so well, I, in that case, <laughs> yeah, I guess you convinced me. Um, so he starts beating up everyone. Lots of punch and kick sound effects. Uh, Seagal then says, uh, nope, Keenan says, for a minute there, I forgot you told me you couldn't fight. And Seagal said, it's against my religion. I'm a Buddhist. Joe, I'm really looking forward to the next month of that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Is it good? It's pretty good. It's a pretty good Seagal. He fucking mumbles every damn line. Um, so the narrator says, and you'll, we'll get to it after this, this next line. So the narrator says they use different methods and I don't know what he says here. I think it's once in a while you should use crackers, cleanses the soul. <laughs> you should get a good cry. Something oh, like you should have said? a good cry. It cleanses the soul. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought he said you should get crackers. <laughs> Like, in the middle of this, they're like, they have different opinions on bowel movements. Yeah, well, this <laughs> I was like, are crackers good for your digestion? I understand. Uh, so then Keenan says, for those of you who are already lost, we apologize. Uh, if I need a cleansing, I have a bran muffin. Or yeah. I'll have a bran muffin. Uh, and they're hanging out in a convenience store. So, like a Chinese convenience store. Yes. Yeah, a lot of cigarettes in the background, too. Um, as someone who just started working at a convenience store. A lot, of, lot of cigarettes. Yeah, it's an unusual looking one. Uh, so then we got a narrator. Narrator says, but on this case, Keenan then says, I pray that we hurry and find this killer. That way I won't have to be with your crazy ass much longer. Joe, real quick, what is this outfit that That's he is wearing? That's a kimono, wearing? I think. <laughs> He's wearing like a golden patterned kimono. I believe it's a kimono. It could just be a jacket. Like, it could be a shorter kimono. It's, like, gold-patterned. It's really suits. bizarre. He being, obviously, uh, Steven Seagal, not Keenan Ivory. <laughs> It'd be really funny if it was Keenan Ivory Wayne. Ivory Wayne's dressed like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. But Steven Seagal is wearing, like, he's got the high collar. It's a kimono. He is wearing this gaudy gold-patterned kimono. It is insane. It's so bizarre. It just, <laughs> I put that right here. Yeah, um... Skull has a ridiculous kimono. Yep. Yeah, it's this weird gold pattern. They're, yeah, they're leaning up against a cop car, and he's like, he's already sick of he's already sick of uh, Steven Seagal's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you crazy piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> That'd be great if that was in this trailer. Just all of a sudden they just start cursing. A red band trailer for 1996's Glimmer Man. No one's gonna see this. <laughs> SCC is not gonna hear about this. It, they they're in the editing room and he's like, "You missed that." And he's like, "Does it matter?" Just, yeah, pro- probably not. Just, can we go home? I got kids. Can we go <laughs> home? Uh, narrator. Oh, both of them point the guns at the screen. Then the narrator says opposites do attract and seagal says he's a little country i'm a little more rock and roll and then uh, we get a music riff that is neither country nor, nor rock, rock and roll <laughs> it's prodigy techno rock yeah it's i was expecting you know maybe like they could bust into some sort of like classic rock riff or something or maybe like a like a pop country riff but we just get some sort of just like, why do you mention music and then you go to a completely different musical genre? Especially when one, of them. yeah, especially when one of them, like rock, is like you could call somebody, pay them fifty bucks, and they could just give you a generic rock lick, like within oh. a minute, two minutes. Totally. Oh, dude, they could have used like Aerosmith Run DMC. 
Oh, that would have been perfect. Like some sort of melding, but yeah. Oh well. Uh, Keenan gets punched in the face. Seagal then deflects a punch and tosses a guy. So uh-huh. we get a little sense of a difference in skill set here. Yeah, where I think Keenan Ivory Wayne's is like a. He's more like the brains. He's like the smart detective, and obviously he's Chris Seagal, Tucker. Yeah, Seagal's the. The Jackie Chan. They're both lesser of those two guys. Can we just say that? There is a Rush Hour 1.0 vibe here. Like a, yeah. a Rush Hour beta version I would vibe. say 0.5. Yeah, 0.5, yeah. A Rush Hour beta. Because, um, yeah, because it's really, it really feels like, and I get into this to my um, description of what I think happens, it feels like Keenan Ivory Wayans is the cop, and then the Glimmer Man... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his name. He's just it's a the glimmer stupid man. name. <laughs> and then the glimmer man is on like some sort of like special assignment, like liaison type thing. Okay. That's, so it's really a lot like Rush Hour in that way, where it's like he's established, and then you know Steven Zagal comes over from China to help him, just like Jackie Chan. Oh, so you think Seagal was imported? I got the sense that Seagal was already there, and Keenan Ivory Wayne's the new guy because he pops in, and says, "Hey." Because remember, he, the narrator says he's always worked on his own until now. Yeah, which is why we'll we'll get it. I think okay. that that's why I think he's a CIA wet work guy. He's a retired okay. CIA wet work guy. That's what I'm thinking. But he's also Buddhist. He, after he retired, he, he to deal with all the people he killed. He oh, to he went into the hills. That's actually a classic trope of this. Yeah, that's a class. That would be the number one thing Steven Seagal would want to have with his character. That's a hundred percent true. He doesn't want to kill. He's too enlightened for that. But if he has to, he will. Dude, you're 100% right, because they did this exact thing in MacGruber. This is, that's where it came from. That's this is, the trope. This is as central to a Steven Seagal character as karate chopping the air when he runs is to a Tom Cruise character. I will let you be the expert on that. I've not seen nearly enough Steven Seagal movies, but I've always had an appreciation for Steven Seagal. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't seen them. I just know the the... The archetype. The archetype, yeah, the Steven Seagal archetype. Uh, so then we see some fighting while surrounded by flames. It's hard to tell because it's all backlit mm-hmm. uh, who they are. Keenan is then fighting a guy in an apartment, and it looks like he's learned some some fighting skills. Seagal tosses a guy into a car. Yeah, and this is from the I thought you couldn't fight scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, this is after he's a little country. I'm a little more rocker. Oh, oh, you're saying it's from the exact scene. It's okay. from that exact scene. Yeah, half of this trailer is from one scene. It's That's from true. the scene. It's from the I can't fight scene. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then Keenan says, "Why don't we just get you some red boots?" They're driving a car in the rain. He mm-hmm. says, "Why don't we just get you some red boots and a cape, and you can fly around the city and stop a motor cart?" I think it's all really the cr- all the crap. All the crime, all the criminals, something like that. All the crime, all the criminals. Okay, something we'll like go that. with that. Because that makes more sense, but it really sounds like he says a motor cart. Um, Seagal tackles a guy out of a window. Joe, this is why I don't remember that, because I spent so much time watching this scene. Okay, so. <laughs> Joe, we need to watch this. So, uh-huh. Seagal tackles a guy out of a window. Okay? Yeah. Watching it. Then they, then, a, then they fall into another window. Wait, so you think that's the exact same edit? You think I, that's like the way the scene plays out? 
That's got to be. It's two either that or Seagal is throwing, pe- jumping through people through windows multiple times in this multiple movie. times. Either both are absurd. Yeah, and they're there's they're similar. Like I wonder if maybe they're fighting and then they jump in to this um, apartment, fight around, and there's another window that he jumps out that he it's, knocks him out of. That it's could a be it. Peter Griffin giant chicken situation. Exactly, where they're just going in and out of windows. That could be it. But the the way they cut it is so funny because he immediately he immediately he goes. In one way, out one window, and out immediately in into another window. <laughs> From a different, a different angle. From a complete, yeah, a completely different angle. Uh, so then this mobster, I think he's a mobster. Who knows? He's, he's just a guy in a suit. Look at, this, look at this guy's face. This is, he's got classic mobster face. He's he's young mobster, right? But like yeah. henchman, he's no boss. Yeah, he's he's mid mid level management. He's like <laughs> he's probably what I assume the scene is is Stephen Skull is like I want to talk to your boss. Right. And he's like and he's like the the the, the doorman. So then he says, take your little sensitive ponytail and your little sissy beads and get out of here. Oh, I don't think that's what he should have said to Steven Seagal, Joe. I don't think it resonates with Seagal either, to which Seagal raises his eyebrows. And then we just get a jump cut to him flying through a restaurant partition. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Steven Seagal got to see his boss. I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure about that. He, he worked his way in there. He doesn't take no for an answer. That's the sense I get from Seagal. Uh, so then the narrator says, Warner Brothers presents. We see Keenan yelling in slow-mo, but then the jump cut is to a fast motion of him jumping out of, like a regular speed of him jumping out of a window while the building explodes. Yeah, so while well, the building explodes thing. behind him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is Keenan Ivory Wayne's apartment that explodes. Could be, after that yeah. fight. Yeah, rigged to blow. That makes sense. Uh, Steven Seagal. And then we hear Seagal say, I have some. Oh, hey, no, I got to do the voice. Um, I have something that's going to completely clear the. Oh, I have something that's going to completely clear up the bruise on your forehead. And then the mobster says, what bruise? And Seagal punches him right in the face. And he says, that bruise. Blap. <laughs> it's pretty good. And this is, yeah, this is the same guy who uh, who got pushed through the partition. Yeah. And I think this is the beginning of it. Right before he throws him through the partition, is oh, what okay. my guess is. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, narrator says, Keenan Ivory Wayne's. And what do we get? We get an old Asian lady. Talking Chinese. Some old Asian words. Is it, is it Chinese? I'm pretty I don't sure want to be racist. Chinese. I didn't know it was more racist, calling it Asian words or Chinese. Like, mis- I'll, I'll go out on a fence here. It looks like Chinese. Okay. It looks like this it's is not. Can't get canceled. We don't it's know Chinese. Chinese. Here, let me let me let me uh, get the workaround for that. It's Chinese coded. If there there's go. anything else, blam. That puts Got it on them. Onus yeah, is on them. It's not us. Go after Warner Brothers. Uh, Keenan then says, "Do you know I'm black?" Uh, also, go after Warner Brothers. Yeah. She, yeah, she's speaking Chinese. Offers him some tea, and the, and the thing is like, "Do you know I'm black?" Which is when I was like, "Okay, this is rush hour." <laughs> Oh, he doesn't like tea because he's black. I thought it was he was assuming she thought he was Chinese. No, she's offering him tea, and his and he doesn't like tea. His response is black people don't like tea. Which I feel like the episode of The Office when uh, <laughs> when uh, Steve Carell is like white people love pizza, black people love pizza, and he goes, do black people love pizza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to I think it was uh, I think it was Patrice O'Neill. It was, oh. it was Patrice O'Neill and Craig Ferguson uh, eating. Um, not Craig Ferguson. Is that what I'm Craig thinking? Craig Ferguson. Yeah. yeah, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill and Craig Ferguson eating pizza, and he and Steve Carell's like, "All right." 
<laughs> oh, he's in the background looking at it. He's like, well, right. no, they're in the background, and then it, it pans over to him, and he's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Very good. Um, so then Keenan falls from a building into a car and smashes through the roof. He should be dead. Yes, but he survives. He's just like he's in the compartment of the car. Yeah. That's yeah. How- Kate, so Kate and I watched Old Guard, the movie we were talking about doing, and a character does this, an immortal character, and they're more beat up than Keenan Ivory Wayans is. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he just like kind of, he's got like a little bit of fake blood up by his forehead, and then he's just kind of like, whoa. He's like, that's, that's gonna leave a mark. Well, time to go to work. <laughs> he's like, that um, was quicker than the stairs. Right. Uh, so then Seagal says, it's just a shitty line to go out on, really. He's like, you learn well, grasshopper. <laughs> little, then, little my father. Little my father. And then we get the Glimmer Man. The Glimmer Man. Well, Joe, uh, this movie will have action. It will definitely <laughs> have more action than Hercules in New York. I will it give will it. will at least have one scene of action we know of. <laughs> I can think of two scenes of action because an apartment, ex- apartment, there's fighting in an apartment and there's fighting in a under a large carport, I guess, is where Russia. they are. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I see when I see trailers like this, I'm like, OK, this is going to follow the same movie beats that every 90s action movie followed. Yes. So with that in mind, I tried to. Before you, yes. Okay, before you jump in, I do want to slightly apologize to people. Um, I had wanted to choose a movie where Seagal was very young. But as I began watching this more and more, I think he's in the midlife at this he's, point. Well, here's the problem. Seagal was like 30 in his first movie. Really? Was, I thought he, he was, was like in his 20s. Hold on, let's see. Steven Seagal... Birthday. I, I I remember he started really young or really old, like older than you would think. So it's hard to get a young Steven Seagal movie. So Steven Seagal was born in 1952. Okay. And his first. When was this movie? 96. 96. His first movie was 1988. Oh, okay. So this isn't so far after. This is yeah. still considered early Seagal. But for for some reason, one of those uh, that that war movie we watched. Uh, the trailer too that we were considering mm-hmm. putting in this podcast. He looked young. I was like, okay, he kind of looks like yeah. he's in his twenties, but he's forty. Is did I hear he's this? He's forty four, five, forty four. Yeah, because this is ninety six. He was born in fifty two, but he was thirty six and above the law. Oh wow, he was thirty six in his first movie. So wow. there is no young Seagal. He just shows up. Okay, so this is this is young Seagal then. So forty four year old Seagal. Is young Seagal. So I guess I retract my my apology. Yeah, because before that he was a martial arts coordinator. He wasn't on camera. Okay. So he was, he was a stunt a, guy or like yeah, a stunt coordinator. Yeah, he would be the guy who would like choreograph the fights before that. But yeah, he was 36 in his first movie. So he kind of comes off old in this movie. I'm not gonna lie. There's no young Seagal. Right. This is his one. <laughs> this is his ninth movie out of like 50, 57. That's wild. <laughs> Joe, do you know what? So his first movie was Above the Law. Do you know what his next movie coming out is? What? Above the Law 2. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got off to a rough start. <laughs> and then it just became a career. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, right. there is no Young Seagal. That's the problem. 
like with Nick Cage, we could go back. He, I think he was 23 in Raising Arizona. Like yes. when we get to Nick Cage in November, there's young Nick Cage movies. Absolutely. We'll also do a full episode. There's a movie where he he's he does a one-minute cameo in it that's absolutely insane in like 1988. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his uh, cameo in the trailers of Grindhouse. No. Uh, Fu Man, it's Fu Manchu. <laughs> no, not that one. No, 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 no. There's one. It's uh, I don't even know what the movie is. But he, uh, they're the characters. I've just seen the. Cam- it's called Never on Tuesday. The characters are stranded. He just shows up and is like, do, he's really weird. He's like, do you oh guys need God. help? And they're like, no. And he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do a whole episode on Nick Cage's cameo in Never on Tuesday um, yes. in December. But for now, Joe, do you want to know what happens in the Glimmer Man? Jeff, I'm on pins and needles. All right. So keep in mind, I went with the. Seeing what I saw in the trailer, I went with the 90s movie template. Okay, mm-hmm. 90s action movie template. So we start. Steven Seagal is a CIA wet works guy. Okay? okay, that's where he gets his nickname, the Glimmer Man. That's we might we probably start on him doing a kill. Okay, okay, o- on the job, and we'll get we'll probably get military text. Joe, I'm okay. anticipating military text. Sure. Yeah, since this is 96, I'm gonna say that it is a Soviet kill from like four years, five six years before. Before the okay. Soviet Union. But he botches one of the kills. He's supposed to kill two people. He th- he accidentally leaves one of them alive. Okay. So that's where the movie starts. That okay. He leaves this guy alive. So then we fast forward and he's he's now like uh, a Buddhist guy. He's retired. He's dealt with his demons. He's kind of a, a peace and love kind of like, you know, no aggression type of guy. There's probably a scene where he like lits a spider outside or something like that to show you sure. that he's that he's changed who he is his sensitive side his sensitive side and there might be during the wet work scene where he kills a spider something like that you know that kind of like 90s always has that kind of like ham-fisted sort of metaphor thing to show that he's changed you know what else it could be it could be like because just not to infringe on your your thing here but i haven't seen the movie either maybe along with the guy escaping mm-hmm. there's also some big disaster that kills a lot of people innocent people and so that, like, makes him feel like, I can't do this anymore. It's too horrible. And so then he goes, and maybe there's a dead dog there. And then maybe he has a dog. And the dog licks his hand, feeds the dog. That's the spider thing you're going for. It could be that. Or <clears throat> the thing that makes him retire could be that the person that gets left alive is a child. Okay. That could be it. So it's the so here's okay, let me let me uh, revise that. Okay. So what happens is he does the wet work. A child sees him. He leaves the child alive, but he sees the child as well. And then he grapples mm-hmm. with, you know, what his life is, what he does. And that's why he retires. Because he's okay. like, I'm killing people's parents. Right. But then that child, since he killed a, I'm assume, high up Russian person, mm-hmm. that family is tied into the Russian mob. Oh, okay. So that's where I think this all, this all, the, the background thing to this whole thing is the Russian mob. So, all right. So then the child is like sent to America and then the uncle is like the Russian mobster that he's got to take down in this movie. That's my guess. All right. This is my my guess. And then so um, we so he he does his wet work. We see the the child leaves him alive, blah, 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 lets the spider out. He's just like living his life. And what happens is he comes home to he sees that somebody has broken into his apartment and like killed his like girlfriend or or something like that. Okay. And that's where we see the scene at the beginning where he's fighting in the dark. It's not that he broke into the apartment. It's somebody else broke into his apartment. Okay. And so all this stuff. And then um, he's like, 
you know, next day they call the police and uh, he's like, I want to help you guys solve this crime. Somebody killed my girlfriend. I need your help. I, I need to help you guys solve this crime. And the chief is maybe okay. an old CIA buddy. And and that's how he gets onto the force. And that's why he's the new guy instead of uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans. Got it. Okay. And that's why Keenan Ivory Wayans is, you know, employing to the chief. He's like, this guy's a nutter butter. Like, he's crazy. But the chief can be- vouch. Yeah, but the chief's vouching for him. And he's like, look, he's one of the he saved my life. He's one of the best men that America's ever had. His girlfriend is dying. He wants to help you solve this. You need to work with him. And that's you didn't see what he did in Moscow. Yeah, exactly. In uh, in uh, uh, Luxembourg. Right. You know, he did some wet work in, in, in Central Europe or Western Europe. So um, so, yeah, his chief is little his old buddy gets him on the case. Mm-hmm. OK, and um, the guy. We find out later the guy that tried that killed his girlfriend was trying to kill him got sent by the Russian mobster. I skipped that. Okay. That yeah. guy was an assassin. Right. And so then um, Steven Seagal and Keenan Ivory Wayans are like, all right, who can we talk to? And uh, Steven Seagal's like, well, I got some contacts. Let me contact them. That's the meeting in the carport. Is they're going to meet with somebody, get some information. They get ambushed by the mobsters. Okay. And that's where all the fight happens. That's why there's so many people there. Like, why are there so many people there? I don't it's know. It's got to be Steven Seagal, Keenan Ivory Wayans, the people they were supposed to meet with, and 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 another side. So that's right. why there's so many people there. And so um, then they fight, blah, 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 get away. And then um, they go back to regroup back at Keenan Ivory Wayans' apartment. Mm-hmm. There's another assassin there, tries to fight him, tries to kill him. They take him out. But the apartment is booby-trapped to explode. Because the assassin was supposed to kill them and then make it look like an accident. Right. So that's why we get those scenes with the fighting in the apartment and the, then the explosion. Right. So then they get to the, like, I don't know who we can trust sort of point of this. Like, we can only trust each other. There's right. Got, there's got to be some sort of thing where the, the the they think the chief might be or the police might be compromised. Yeah. They might be compromised. So right. it's one of those situations where it's like, well, we got to go outside of the police department. Right. That's when they go to the Chinese bodega to go meet with an old friend of of Steven Seagal, who is also an old CIA contact, who's the one who got him into Buddhism. Okay. And then he gets some info from him. They set up a meeting with the mobster. That's when he does the like, you know how Broke I got this partition, the, the Bruce thing. Yeah, gives him gives him info on the killer. Then yeah, they find out it's some sort of retribution, and then. They track down the guy at the scene where he says, you know, the bruise, blah, blah, blah. Boss escapes. They chase him. Movie, they end up killing him. That's probably where the fire is. There's, you know, there's inner cuts. The fighting in the fires. Definitely. The fighting in the fires. But the movie, yeah, the movie ends with like Keenan Ivory Wayans and Steven Seagal in the just like, maybe not like a bombed out thing, but you know how like the movie ends and everything's a disaster around them. And then the two guys just like. They raise up from the smoke and they kind of like pat each other on the back. Yeah, like like Keenan I Keenan Ivory Wayans will like be like <coughs> like slowly pat him on the back and be like, I thought you were gonna let me die. And Stephen Seagal, you know, is like, you know, Buddhism is all about life or something it's stupid about like preservation of life. Yeah, something like that. Life. <laughs> yeah, and then they're and then you know they just kind of walk off as all the 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 cop cars arrive and it's a it's a high distant shot of them walking towards the cop cars going down the street as the cop cars drive towards the towards the camera yeah toward them or past them or by them yes and then that's that's when the credits start is them walking the credits begin with them walking down an empty street as the credits roll in front of them yeah a little and they're like kind of like palling around 
And I, I'll just guess at the music. It's going to sound a little something like this. <laughs> yep, that's what I think happens. I tried to just, basically, I started with the Glimmerman trailer, and then I just jammed as many 90s action movie tropes into that as I could. I think you're probably pretty safe. One thing I would like clarification on, and yes. on is how does he go from non-violence to violence? Does it just happen like it's laid out in the trailer? He says, uh... Well, he says, I can't fight, okay, by his choice. Like, he's going to say, I thought you couldn't fight. And he's like, if I have my choice, I won't. Because he says, I can't fight. He doesn't say, I won't fight. Okay. So he's not supposed to fight, but he will if he has to. He breaks the rules. <laughs> he does, yeah. And then the whole, like, why don't you put on some, uh, you know, a cape and fly off all that stuff. It's because he's, he's like, I got to save everything. And he's like, you're not Superman. I see. I yeah. see. That's that's just a little side thing, but yeah, yeah, something like where he's like, my mission is uh, as a Buddhist is like to save the world. Yes, to save as many lives as possible, to preserve yeah. as many lives. I bet you that uh, there's gonna be wiggle with preserve life. Is what totally. I think you're totally onto something there. Yeah, and then the movie actually ends where he signs up to uh, protest an abortion clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the explosion. Maybe, maybe that's the explosion is an abortion clinic. It just takes a, a hard, hard right. Like, hard right turn just into, yeah, the second half of the movie is just like, uh, yeah, anti-abortion propaganda. Yeah, and like Keenan's like, wait a minute, what are we doing now? <laughs> We're going after What's happening? That'd be great if it's if it's the whole movie. Um, it's building up like they're trying to track down a Russian mob boss, and then and then uh, at the end, Stephen Skull's like, "All right, we're here." It's and then they Russian go, abortion. and it's an abortion clinic. It's a <laughs> Russian abortion doctor. It's, it's an abortion doctor. And that's who they kill. And Keenan Ivory Wayne's like, "We killed what?" And he's like, "Where's?" Uh, he, he just walks right up to the desk. He's like, uh, "Where's Doctor Slaminsky?" It's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Slaminsky, what is happening here?" Uh, so that's what I think happens in the Glimmer Man, Joe. I like it, Jeff. I'm excited. You got me pumped. Uh, I think that you are, I am obviously can only guess, I'm going to say you're 90 to 95% on this. I'll take it from two uneducated opinions on this movie. So, <laughs> all right. I think that'll go. We'll go ahead. We'll wrap up this episode of the Reactionaries podcast. This has been the pre-action for Glimmer Man. Uh, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We are now on Google Podcasts. So if you just search Action Movie Podcast, we'll be right there towards the top. Um, we will be back on Monday with the full episode for uh, The Glimmer Man. And if you want to get a head start on the next movies, um, next week will be Ticker 2001, a movie that I think was supposed to be good, given the cast and the production. I think it didn't turn out well based on the Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> and based on the fact that we're going to be doing it for this podcast. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. For Joe, this is Jeff. Take care. And Joe, don't you know that I'm black? Live, laugh, love. My religion is strange. Things you change. Afraid to try to understand.